Today is Thursday, July 30th, and it is a great day to be a sports fan because you're here listening to the number one podcast in all of Potomac, Maryland, Chatter from the Cheap Seats. I'm your host, Jack Feldman, alongside my co-hosts, Oriachin and Sammy Krimstein. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Chatter underscore Cheap Seats Pod. Leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, all the major podcast platforms. And Ori, how you doing today, man? I'm doing very, very well, Jack. Uh, today I was able to hit, um, but a pretty chill day. I watched a lot of anime, watched some baseball. <laughs> Actually, watching the game right now: Orioles versus the Yankees. It's pretty tight, five to four. Um, but Sammy, I know you had a game. How'd that go? Yeah, it went pretty well. I uh, went one for three. So. Yeah, I'm super excited. Our season somehow, I feel like it just started, but we're going to be ending in a few weeks. And then fall balls right around the corner, which is crazy to imagine, but it's 2020. It's like the sense of time is not there. I don't even know. It still feels like it's like March 200th or whatever. I, I thought today was Friday until I looked at my phone right before we were going to record. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I have I absolutely no sense of time when it comes to just being the being like having no school, but it's heightened by like all the Corona stuff. It's like um, summer. But, but Jack, how, how how were you today? Oh, I'm doing good. I had a good day. I had, a, I had cardio today. Uh, I had a couple friends come over for my birthday yesterday. Sammy, you couldn't come, or you came. Yeah. We played spike ball. A lot of fun. Watched the Yankees crush the Orioles. Great game. <laughs> Today was a chill day. Uh, I'm watching the Yankees game right now. Aaron Judge is up to bat, actually. But, yeah, no, it was a great day. Uh, kind of chill, just relaxed, you know, getting ready to do this pod. Very excited because this might be the first episode. I was going to say the first episode where we don't mention the C word, but Sammy already said Corona, so. I also said it's, it. It's too late. Yeah, you guys. I mean, next episode, next episode should be our goal. But, anyway. Yeah, I'm doing great, and uh, yeah, we're we're ready to have a fun podcast. Ori, why don't you run down what's on the, the what are the topics for today? Yeah, all right. So we're headlined by Joe Kelly and the Astros. We're gonna break that down. We have some hot cold MLB edition. Uh, we're gonna talk about the NFL top 100, return of the NBA, and uh, a few more things. So hope you guys are excited. Let's get right into it um, with Joe Kelly. We all know. What he did, he threw at some uh, Astros players, struck some guys out, uh, said some words, and made a few funny faces. Uh, Sammy, how'd you how'd you like it? You know, I hate the Astros, just like everyone else. And Joe Kelly is a hero to me. Now, what pissed me off was when he got suspended eight games eight. for what he did. Eight games. And... Look, I'm not trying to say what he did was the greatest thing in the world. Like, throwing at a guy's head is not cool no matter what. But when you suspend a guy eight games for that and a few funny faces, quote-unquote taunting, and you don't suspend a single player on the Astros for what, in my opinion, 
was the worst cheating scandal in the history of baseball. And I think it's worse than the Black Sox scandal in the 1920 or 1910s because they they lost the World Series, which is bad enough, but they, you know, cheated to lose the World Series and get paid for it. The Astros cheated to win, and that's just not honest. Not saying there's anything good about what the White Sox did all the way back then, but I really think what the Astros did is the worst scandal in the history of baseball. And for the White Sox, though, a lot of those guys got kicked out of baseball forever. It was a huge deal. But I feel like this Astros thing, for the league at least, not for us as fans, but for the league, has blown over. People are not talking about it at the higher up levels enough. And I think this it pisses me off, very frankly. Hmm? Yeah, no, I was just saying, I think Joe Kelly hitting him gets uh, people talking about it more. But Sandy, when you said you think this is the biggest like scandal in all of baseball, do you include steroids? Yeah. I, you see, I disagree with that. I think steroids is, I mean, they're both I think awful. this is, I think steroids maybe had a, I think steroids definitely had a bigger impact. I mean, it it impacted why. an entire, it ruined statistics in baseball forever. And I'm, I'm not trying to defend the steroid era. Like, that's bad. But Let's just agree I feel like bad. here there is more of a line between what's right and wrong. There is no way that what the Astros did was right. They knew what they were doing. Now, the steroid era, it's a little more of a fine line. And there I was. See, how is it a fine line? You either inject yourself with drugs, with a needle. The, or, the you rules know, weren't as explicit as they could have been. And I'm not trying to, you know, it wasn't right. But I just think what the Astros did was much worse because, I mean, when you're talking about a World Series and multiple seasons for that matter, I'm sorry. I I, I really do think, I mean, and you know, even if it's not the worst game in the history of baseball, that's not really my point. It was horrible and really bad and a stain on our beautiful game. And they only suspended a few coaches for a year. Those are guys who should have been thrown out of the game of baseball. And none of the players got any punishment. And I think hitting guys is maybe okay. Near the head, that's a no-no. And maybe Kelly just lost control of the pitch. Maybe he was trying to hit him in, you know, the back. But I'm sorry. When you suspend him eight games and you don't suspend any of the Astros, it seems obvious that the league is choosing sides, and that is not cool. I hate that. Yeah, he got suspended. He got suspended eight more times than what the – actually, no. The Astros, eight times zero is, is, is zero. He got suspended infinite, infinity more times. Not a math pod, but I can do that math. No, but like you said, Joe Kelly is a guy who is known to not have good control. He was definitely hitting him on purpose. I don't think he was aiming for the head. Uh, I think it kind of slipped. And he didn't even hit him. I mean, there are guys that have actually hit people blatantly, obviously, on purpose. I mean, this was blatantly, obviously, but like blatantly on purpose, actually hit someone, and they've maybe gotten five games. Exactly. Eight games. In a 60-game season. season, Which is the equivalent to 21 games, I heard somewhere. And he didn't even hit him. I mean, he was trying to. And he should – I think he – I mean – Give him a three-game suspension. No one bats mm-hmm. him off. I, I agree, and it's like I said, it's not okay though. It's just a matter of the league choosing sides. I mean, it's 
it's embarrassing to see how poorly the league handled the Astros situation. And yes, you know, people can say that maybe it wasn't on the, maybe put on the back burner because of coronavirus, which, okay. But I don't think that stops them from putting suspensions on Bregman and Correa and Altuve and all those guys, because as a guy who, when the Astros were on that great run, I really liked the Astros as a guy who loved that team. And, and then I see what happens. It hurts for me as a baseball fan and it's criminal. I, it it just is horrible. They should have gotten suspended and Joe Kelly. Yes. I'm not saying what he did is right, but we need to spend him eight games in a 60 game season and none of the Astros you're choosing sides. Yeah. I mean, it, it's frankly ridiculous. I, I think Joe Kelly is now a bunch of people's new favorite pitcher. He's definitely one of my <laughs> new favorite players. I loved everything he did. And the greatest thing is, is he got out of the inning with no runs allowed, struck out um, Carlos Correa, and he was like, nice swing, boy. And I don't know. I loved it. Uh, we finally get some, some people that are not okay with the Astros cheating, and they're actually doing something on the field. And, you know, Sammy is a little nicer and doesn't want people getting thrown at. But, you know, I love it. I think, you know, go for the head. Actually make them scared because they really ruined the game for a lot of people. I agree. Yeah. And um, in some other baseball news, Nick Markakis has returned. Um, Hopefully he can do some good things. There's a lot of season left, obviously. We just started um, not even maybe a week ago. so, Sammy, what, what do you think his um, impact on, on his team will be? Yeah, for the Braves, a team that, yeah, we're only in the first 10 games, but or first six, seven games, but in the 60-game season, any short stretch of games matters, and they're going to want to get hot if they want to take that division because it's going to be a competitive one. And adding a piece like Marcakis to that offense, getting him back is huge because he was – uh, a pretty productive offensive player last year, 285, 356 on base percentage. And he's been throughout the course of his career, a very steady production guy for any team he's been on, whether it be the Orioles or later in his career. And now the Braves, I really like Marcakis. And the real interesting thing is that we've never seen this before. We've never seen someone opt out because this whole COVID thing, we're seeing new things all the time, and this is another one, we have never seen an athlete opt out and then change his mind. And what I'm curious of is what made him change his mind because there were obviously reasons he did opt out and was it something that happened that gave him confidence in the league's ability to handle this crisis? Was it the fact that that he wants to really go out and play? Was it just a desire sort of thing? And I'm very curious, um, and I... If I had Nick Markakis on the phone, I'd definitely ask him what in, what impacted this decision because it's interesting. We've never seen someone opt out of a season for health, safety reasons and come back. I think it's very interesting. Well, um, I, I didn't even know you could opt in until he did it. But no, same, yeah. I think he said that uh, Freddie Freeman coming back and, and being healthy kind of gave him confidence. I think he okay. said that somewhere. Not 100% sure on that. But, but yeah, it's definitely uh, a good addition to the, to the Braves. Um, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that because um, 
because obviously like the Marlins, they got it. Um, but you know, the MLB has been, you know, handling that situation very well by, you know, canceling those games. They acted very swiftly and very well. And I'm sure that it gave him a lot of confidence. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, what will be interesting to see is if some other players start opting in, do you think that's a possibility? Uh, uh, maybe, I mean, the way MLB has handled COVID so far, I can't imagine there will be that many people opting in. I think we'll see more people opting out than in just because they haven't done a very good job so far of handling COVID-19. I agree. I think the Marcakis thing is a rarity. I don't think because earlier, a few weeks ago before the season, we're seeing players one by one start to opt out. And that's something where you see one do it and it's going to keep happening. We're going to start seeing more. The opting in, I don't think we're going to see that. I think most of the guys who opted out we're sure of their decision. Like David Price, uh, the other day he made a tweet kind of denouncing the MLB's handling of the situation when it came to the Marlins thing. And he basically said, this is why I'm not playing. And I think that's very interesting. I think more guys are going to be like David Price than like Nick Marcakis. But maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe we'll start to see more people follow Marcakis's lead. We'll really just have to see. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's just such a weird season. I'm excited. I love baseball, but I mean, you got to get a guy that's hot. It's going to have a very good season. Got a guy that's cold, get one slump, not going to have a good season. Speaking of hot and cold, we're going to move on now to the next segment, which is hot and cold. Sammy, want to start us off on this one and explain it? Yeah. So um, this is going to be a new segment we're doing. So on Tuesday episodes, We are going to be doing our series predictions, and that's going to be our way of kind of staying tuned with the MLB on that day. And on Fridays, we're going to be going over hot and cold. So we're going to be kind of talking about some players that are hot, some players that are cold. And I think it's, you know, the first week of the season, it's good to be able to throw some new segments in there. So I'll start off with my hot. And this isn't, uh, by the way, not just players. This can be teams or anything really MLB related. So it's kind of, it's very general, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with my, I have a player for my hot and that's going to be Dansby Swanson. And I really, I've always liked this guy. Obviously he was a stud at college first overall pick a few years back. He comes up to the league and he's frankly disappointing. He has a career batting average coming into this year hovering around 240 and 230 range. Not impressive for a guy who's number one overall draft pick. And yes, he has that glove at shortstop, but it's not enough to really verify the Braves that they made the right pick. But maybe offensively, he's starting to turn it around because here at the start of this weird 2020 year, he is hot. He's batting 391 right now, nine hits among the league leaders eight RBIs, which is leading the National League, and only behind one other player, which I think one of us is going to be mentioning later, but uh, stay tuned for that. And he has had a hit in every game, and I believe that is now a seven-game hitting streak for Dansby Swanson. And for a guy who has struggled offensively throughout the course of his career, it's got to feel good to start to turn it around. And yes, it's only seven games, but... Like I said before, in a 60-game season, these short stretches, 
will really determine things. And I really like what I'm seeing from Dansby Swanson. Two home runs also. That's something I'd like to mention. The league leaders only have this point. So great start for Swanson here in this first week. Yeah, and he's only 26, so he can... Absolutely. This, this definitely shows signs of growth. Hopefully he can keep it going. Um, you know, if, if you keep this type of form for the next 20, 30 games, then even if you start, you know, leveling off towards the back half of the year, you're still going to have a statistically very, very good year. Uh, someone else that is having a very good uh, statistical year to this point, and he's my hot player, is Giancarlo Stanton. For obvious reasons, he's been absolutely incredible starting off on a torrid pace uh when it comes to hitting the baseball he's just been absolutely incredible batting 417 uh two home runs five rbis with an ops of over 1.5 um so i mean he's been on a really really nice hot streak right now hopefully you know for the yankees he can keep riding it out um he looks really really loose up there at the plate um, you know, dealing with some injury issues. So if he can stay healthy, it'll be really interesting to see how he goes through this whole um, season. Um, but Jack, I'm interested to see who you have as your hot player. Yeah, so so I have Nelson Cruz as my hot pick. I think that he's a guy who he's, he's, he's like 41 and he's still swinging. He has three home runs and a 381 batting average. Uh, he's eight for 21. With eight hits, um, eleven RBIs. He's he has a four hundred nine on base percentage and a two seventy two OPS plus so far. Uh, he's a guy that if he gets hot and stays hot, uh, the Twins are going to have a really good season. Yeah, I agree. Nelson Cruz. We talked about him before on the show, but he is one of the best hitters of our generation. I think just on a consistency basis and. Uh, he, he's been so good for so long for so many teams. I mean, God love the guy at age 40, 41. But now I'm going to be moving on to my cold pick, and this is not going to be a player. It is just going to be a general sort of thing, and that is going to be the Chicago Cubs bullpen. And not a good start. Low expectations for this bullpen for sure, but – they have started the season off with an ERA above nine, not what you want to be doing in only 18, inning, in 18 innings pitched. And really the reason the Cubs have had relative success in these first few games is that the starters have been carrying. I'm ace, the bullpen is at eighth least innings in baseball. So yes, they've been bad, but luckily they haven't had that much opportunity to mess things up. Now you can't maintain keeping your bullpen off the bump. These starters are eventually going to have flaws. And when that happens, the Cubs are going to need to find ways to stay in games. And I'm going to highlight one guy here for the bullpen, and that's Craig Kimbrell. And if you guys are following uh, the MLB, you probably heard he had a horrible outing, one of the worst outings innings I've ever seen for a long time. He had only, he only got one out. This is in, the bottom of the ninth in Cincinnati. The Cubs were up all game. It was 8-1, to one, and the Reds were kind of slowly creeping back into it, but it was 8-5 in the ninth. Pretty good cushion. Kimbrell walks four and hits a batter. No hits allowed, and we got two-run score. And I believe, he, yeah, he gets two earned runs, 
I mean, come on. That's one of the worst performances and only, with only 0.1 innings pitch. Not good for Kimbrell. And David Ross, the manager of the Cubs, said he's still going to give him a chance. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yes, they've had their struggles here in the beginning part of the season, but you've got to have confidence in him, not to be among the league best, but just to get the job done. And maybe they can turn things around, but these first few games, it's been really rough for the Cubs in their bullpens. I'd also like to mention the 20 walks numbers. 20 walks in 18 innings. Really bad start for the Cubs bullpen. Yeah, I mean... That's definitely, I mean, that's definitely got to be, you know, concerning because the team has been getting really good, you know, starting pitching performances. But if they don't keep that up, then the bullpen is going to have to start performing better if they want to have success. And um, I mean, they they definitely need to pick it up there. Um, I also have, I don't have a pitching staff, but I do have a pitcher, um, Shohei Otani, who is actually my MVP pick. Um, he's my cold player and he obviously does both hitting and pitching on the hitting side. He's batting 181 with a, a 526 OPS. So nothing great on the offensive side and then pitching. Um, would you like to guess his ERA? A lot. 12. 12? No, that's it's too actually, high. That's too high. I'd say eight, 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 eight. Okay. Well, it's infinite. Infinite. Uh, maybe I, he, I he, he didn't even have he did not retire a batter, am I correct? He did not he did not record a single out while allowing five earned runs, three walks. He his ERA is infinite. Infinite. Is it just does not call, end. That is what they call in the business in a not not a quality start. They call it a bad is, start. Not a quality that, start. Yeah, you can say that. I think that's an understatement. I mean they took him out before he recorded a single out. He started the game. Um, as I said, three walks, five earned runs. He allowed three hits. Absolutely atrocious when it came to pitching. Obviously, he's coming back from Tommy Johns. Um, and this was actually his first pitching uh, appearance after the surgery, which, you know, it's got to be sad for him because, you know, you always want to make a good, strong recovery and then perform well after that type of big surgery, but he didn't do it. Um, obviously because his ERA is infinite. I, um, I was looking at his baseball reference stats and I was so confused because I looked at his ERA and I see I N F and I remember him pitching without recording a single out. And then I remember, you know, that mean what well, that would mean infinite. So there you go. That's my cold player. Uh, who do you got Jack? Yeah. So, uh, my cold player is Gary Sanchez. And it's actually funny because he's up at bat right now in the Yankees game. So uh, my statement might not be true in 15 seconds, but as of now, he is his batting average is zero. Uh, he's 0 for 12 to start off the season, has a negative 100 OPS plus. But I mean, Yikes. I think he'll be able to turn it around. Uh, you know, as I'm saying this, he just grounds the ball foul, hits it very hard, almost a fair ball. Um, we'll see what happens. I think he'll be able to uh, turn it around. He had a, he missed one block in the Orioles game uh, a couple of days ago, but I mean his blocking has been looked tremendously better. Uh, he looks like I mean he's a, he's a fantastic hitter, best offensive hitter, best offensive catcher in baseball in my opinion. I think that he's really I mean or I see your eyebrows raise. He 
yet like 38 home runs, yet like 37 home runs in 112 games as a catcher. That's pretty impressive, but this is not the time to debate that. I think that uh, he definitely needs to turn around, turn it around if he wants to have a decent season from the offensive standpoint. But I think he'll, he's he's able to do that, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think both the guys you got, um, you two were talking about are guys that are too talented not to turn it around. When you talk about Shohei, I mean, when you look at his stats in Japan, on the bump specifically, uh, he hasn't really had – his issues at the plate have not been really huge. He's, he's going to be fine at the plate, but when it comes to pitching, he's too good not to be successful. In yeah, Japan, his stats are pretty insane. And then when you just look at his stuff and watch him play – I mean, he he can throw a hundred. He he's consists sitting like ninety seven, ninety six at the lowest, really. And he has nasty breaking stuff. He has a big repertoire. You gotta love Shohei Otani, and I can't bet against him. Now, maybe with that bad start, it might be tough to uh, pull off an MVP season like Ori had him. Uh, yeah, having, Ori. That but... was Ori has Lucas Giolito, who got absolutely shelled in his first <laughs> start, and uh, Shohei Otani as his MVP and Cy Young prediction, who also got absolutely rocked in his batting under two hundred. Yeah, uh, Sammy, yeah but what you what... say when you see when you see Shohei Otani in the streets? What you say, Shohei? That was not good. That no, was, that was not. Good. Yeah, but um. Now, in you know, I was talking about Shohei is a guy who's too talented to not turn it around, and I really believe that. Same thing with Gary Sanchez, uh, definitely one of the best offensive catchers in the game, super powerful, and once I, I think it's a big thing for hitters not having those twenty-ish games of spring training because I think those really help seeing that much live pitching. And I think we're seeing some guys like Gary Sanchez and uh, Chris Bryant who are getting off to not a great start. And I think the lack of a ton of spring training games really affects that because for some guys, it takes them a little while to get into a groove. And maybe Sanchez can turn it around quickly, but he's too, too talented, too powerful, too good of a hitter not to be successful this year. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Both both of the guys, me and Jack mentioned, have a ton of talent. And also, I mean, Cubs bullpen, I'm not so sure. Yeah. I mean, they don't have as much. I mean, they, they're not very talented, but you got to think uh, Kimbrell could pick it up, right? Well, you know. Gary Sanchez just struck out again, by the way. It's a, uh, it's a, oof, Sanchez, yeah. I mean, for Kimbrell, I go back and forth because I'm doing actually, I'm doing an MLB The Show franchise. This is a little off the rails, but. It'll really where I'm playing every game and I've been, I've not been keeping good uh, taps with it, but Craig Kimbrell has an ERA below one. He's dealing. And I know it's a video game, but the same thing really like Shohei Otani, what he did in the early part of his career was unprecedented. He is incredible. His stuff is nasty and he still has that. His main issue the other night was location. He could not find the zone. It was embarrassing, really. It was stuff going up here and over there, and it was it was not good for Kimbrel. And if he can throw strikes and hit his spots, which I think sooner than later he's going to be able to do, he can be successful again because his stuff is great. And when he hits those spots, 
it's very hard to hit. Like I said, in that bad outing he had, nobody hit him. We got to keep that in mind. Kimbrell is still a good pitcher. And that's why David Ross, the manager of the Cubs, is still giving him a chance. He's still saying, you know what? I have confidence in him. And as a reliever, or any player for that means, when they have a bad day, that's a huge thing that you need. You need support from your teammates, but especially your manager, because if they have confidence in you and they support you, it really helps you have confidence in yourself. And that's why, you know, it's a little thing, and I don't think he's going to be phenomenal, but I think Kimbrell can get back to being a solid reliever and maybe a uh, solid closer for the Cubs. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think – I think he's a little bit past his prime. Oh, definitely. Level. I don't yeah. think – but, it's, I mean, when you watch, his stuff is still there. He just has to locate it. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess so. I haven't watched much much of him to be honest, but he is he is definitely past his prime. But in in other news, uh, there have been some notable names opting out of the NFL season, which I think has no chance to um to happen. These notable names include Eddie Goldman of the Bears, mm-hmm. uh, Star Lotelli of the Bills, Laurent Duvernay Tardif of the Chiefs, Damian Williams of the Chiefs, probably the biggest. Giants offense, uh, uh, left tackle Nate Soldier, uh, the, the entire Patriots defense, Patrick, you know, Chung. yeah, Patrick, Chung. Uh, yeah, uh, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightowers, captain, some big names, Packers, Devin Funches, wide receiver, that sucks for Aaron Rodgers, and Michael Pierce of the Vikings, defensive tackle. And it really begs the question, Sammy, if you had to give me a number right now, what do you think is what do you think the percentage chance that the NFL starts the season, and what do you think the percentage is? that the NFL finishes the season. All right. Hmm. I, I, I say start the season less than like 5%. I, there's no way. Whoa. Oh yeah. I really, I, I'm not betting. on I it. really disagree with you there. I, think, I I'm not I betting on it because owners are maniacs. Sammy. I think when you, I mean, I, I just think start, I would go 80%. No, I go 60% start the season more than likely. I'd go like, oh, 100%. I'm, I'm just saying start the season. I'm just saying start the season. I'd say 60% start the season, maybe higher. And then I would say like 5% finish the season. Well, look, the MLB is having enough issues, and it's a, much less people, and there are no fans. And let's not forget that there are dumb NFL owners, r- rather greedy NFL owners, shall I say, that are letting fans, planning to let fans into their stadiums. Well, all and, I'm saying is you're going to play one game. Yeah, and I just don't know. The preseason's already been canceled. I mean, training camp is going to happen, but it, I'm sorry. There's, It's just, I really don't think it's going to happen. As much as I love football and want to see it happen, with the coronavirus and trying to travel, and the MLB... At least they have conferences, or rather regions, playing within each other. NFL, really the schedule is like any normal year. Uh, You have teams like the Bears going to the West Coast and teams going all over the place. And that's not going to work with so many people. Think about how many people you have to carry with a football team. 
it's over a hundred, well over a hundred. And you can't, there's, there's no way. I'm sorry. When, when you think of how many players are, or how many people are going to be involved, it's at least 3,200. That's like a whole town or what do you of think? people. And it's just, you're traveling everywhere and fans might even be there. There's, I don't, I mean, unless they change radically what they're going to be planning on doing, they're not going to be able to get a season in. And it pains me to say, maybe Roger Goodell and the NFL can get it together, but I really don't think there's going to be a season. Or I mean, think on this? it's, it's a tough thing because you see how much trouble the MLB and the NBA went through to have a season and they have a much easier time, a much easier time. First of all, the NBA, they 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 have the ability to do the ball. The NBA did it right. Baseball, what'd you say? I said the NBA did it right. I agree. NBA is for doing sure. it very well. But they also had they have easier circumstances than other sports, uh, which you do have to take into account. I mean, they did have almost a whole regular, not almost, but a large majority of the regular season already played through. Um, you know, there's not as many players on each team. It's 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 NBA has it easiest when it comes to playing games um, in these circumstances. Yeah, I agree. Which which you know might be one of the reasons that they have you know done the best job. But it's also because of their commissioner. I mean, Adam Silver is a great great commissioner, and he did Absolutely. obviously a great job. And obviously, everyone in the you know in the up and ups in the NBA did a great job. And then the MLB had a lot of trouble with starting the season. And they have it, as I said, much easier. You know, Sammy mentioned it. You have teams playing close to each other. They, they uh, changed the schedule to make it easier on travel. And the NFL is not doing that. And, you know, with that and you add how many more players and faculty it takes, you know, it takes to put on an NFL game, it's going to be really hard. Um, yeah. I'm not as pessimistic as Sammy is. I think there's like a 25% chance that um, they end up playing a game. I don't think it's possible to finish the season. I don't think they'll be able to do it. It does pain me to say, but, you know, it is what it is. I hope that they can yeah. play. But, again, I'm kind of on Sammy's side here saying yeah, probably I mean, not. Yeah, that I totally agree. I mean, there's one thing I think we've got to mention, and that is – Corona, the coronavirus is already bad across the country now, but the top scientists are saying that it is probably going to be worse by the time football season rolls around. So many variables at play. I mean, I think 25% chance, 25% is a pretty reasonable number. Over 50, no. I I don't think it's likely that they're going to get their season in i really i'm don't. just i mean i'm just saying starting the season because I, th- I and that has nothing to do with covid it just has to do with how headstrong and just how yeah like how headstrong and what do you mean i mean it, it has everything to do with covid no no i'm saying i don't i'm saying like i don't think covid isn't a big deal obviously it's a huge deal i don't think the season is going to finish I just think that the owners are so stubborn; they're not going to care, and they're just going to start the season anyway. And then they're going to realize it was a huge mistake. And but they can't do. They, they can't do. I mean, governments they will can't. shut it down. They can't. But I'm governments saying, will they, shut the. They, I the mean, state they governments can, will shut this down. But I'm saying, I mean, the government isn't going to shut it down until it turns into a dumpster fire. They're not going to shut it down before it's a dumpster mm-hmm. fire. See, cer- certain states will handle it differently, and, and there's another issue. You might not because I mean baseball. 
I mean, it was at one point a couple of days ago, like nightmare situation a couple of days ago. Sorry? I mean, then why didn't they shut down baseball a couple of days ago? I mean, I think football is going to play one game. It's going to be a shit show and they're going to cancel the whole thing. That's what I think is going to happen. We'll see. I'm not putting my money on them playing anything, but we'll, we will, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but uh, another NFL news, a little more positive. Uh, maybe trying to just shove the coronavirus concerns aside for a second. We had the top 100 NFL players list that comes out annually, voted by the players. It came out, and a lot of really interesting takeaways, stuff we all want to talk about. So I'll actually hit it off to Ori. What are some interesting things that you saw, takeaways, and maybe things you'd like to see change about the list? Yeah, well, um, I'll kind of focus in on the top of the list here. And at number one, it's Lamar Jackson. Um, They're putting respect on his name, but... You know, I kind of have an issue with this. Lamar Jackson as the number one player and number one QB, I'm okay with it. But to have Russell Wilson ahead of Patrick Mahomes, I think that's a stretch. You know, it's probably a difficult argument to say Lamar is better than Patrick, but it's, I would say, impossible to say Wilson is better than Mahomes. Um, So that's probably my biggest issue. Um, You know, if I were to make my own list, I would probably have Patrick Mahomes as number one. Um, so I think it's really interesting that they actually had him at number four overall and the number three QB. Um, did you, do you guys agree with this, um, ranking of the quarterbacks in the top five? Mm, no, I, I actually, I'd honestly put it the opposite. I would put just based on, I think how good they actually are. I would put it Mahomes, Wilson, Lamar. And I, I think you have guys like Deshaun Watson who are really being slept on. He was somewhere. I mean, I got to check in like the 20s? 20. 20. He, he was number 20. Uh, yeah. I mean, Deshaun Watson's so talented. I mean, maybe that's a fine spot for him. But, I mean, there are a lot of issues I have with this list. Some things I do like Dalvin Cook at 21. I think people don't respect him enough as they should. And this list shows that NFL players – do have that respect for him because he's insanely talented. Let's see. We have Zeke at 24. Mm. What do you, what do you guys think about Zeke at 24? Yeah, I think, I think he should be a little bit higher, but I don't think it's like outrageous. I think it is outrageous that um, it's blasphemy that Patrick Mahomes is not first. He's the best player in the NFL period. He is. That's a fact. Okay, he's number one. Lamar's number two. Russell Wilson's number three when it comes to ranking the quarterbacks. I think that it is ridiculous. Who made this list? Who puts Lamar Jackson or who puts Russell Wilson? Players voted on it. The players voted Russell Wilson over because players. I mean, Russell Wilson is not the most well liked guy by his teammates. That yeah, I'm sad because uh, I thought just gave up a two run bomb and now the Yankees are losing. Isn't but, Russell Wilson pretty? I, no, I mean, no. I've heard uh, there have been. No, it it is well known that he's not. Uh, he he's not like the most well liked guy by his teammates. He's respected, but he's not like that well liked. But so it's kind of interesting that the players voted him number uh, two. I mean, also, 
what I, I mean, they have um, George Kittle ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, although it's one spot. I think that's a clear, like, that's wrong in my opinion. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is more valuable to a team than George Kittle. Do you guys agree with me on that? Uh, I mean, it depends on the team. Yeah. I, I think, wow. I, I, I think honestly, I kind of agree with George Kittle being there as much as really? I love Hopkins. I think Kittle is really good. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like they could both be lower a little bit. Um, I, I think the order up? Kittle to Hopkins, who would I bring up? Yeah. I'd bring up, uh, for one Bobby Wagner, he should be in the top 10. I think he is extremely valuable. He does so much for a team. I think, I mean, 13 is high, but uh, he's incredible. Aaron Rodgers is too high. 16? Jeez. <sighs> Lord. Sorry, I'm just, I'm getting a little sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> see, who else would I bring up? I, um, I'm seeing guys that I bring down for the most part. Derrick Henry at 10. As much as I love him, I love Derrick Henry. I think ten is a smidge too high. Would you? Would you, Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think. I that, mean, I think that it's being overblown. Like what he did in the playoffs, like it was incredible. But I think like people think, oh my god, he's the best running back in the NFL now. You know? No, he's not. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I know he's not. I'm just saying. Like, and how about CMC at six? I mean, that's part of me. Part what's it's fair. Part of me thinks he could be above Michael Thomas. What's Saquon at? Saquon is relatively low, actually. He is at thirty-one. Thirty-one. Saquon's at thirty-one. That's ridiculous. That is Saquon. So, so you're telling me uh, Saquon's better than Zeke and Dalvin Cook? Stat wise, no. That is. I I don't think so. I, I disagree. I'll disagree with you on that. I agree with you. I, I think I'm a little nervous, I think Saquon oh, can one out, be. One out in the ninth. We got a runner. Yankees got a runner on first base. The Yankees might lose to the Orioles here. Uh oh. Yeah, but um, let's see. I I think Saquon is below both those guys, but I think he can be above those guys. I think soon he'll be right up there with CMC. But I think Christian McCaffrey is going to be the outright best running back in football for years to come because yeah. the value he brings to a team is like having a Michael Thomas and, I don't know, an Adrian Peterson. I'm not, not saying the stats he's putting up that last year were quite you know, the same as what both those guys did, but the fact that he's a league leader in receiving and a league leader in rushing, that's extremely valuable, and that's why... I question him being below Michael Thomas because I think McCaffrey brings more to a team. Really? I do. I mean, and I mean, he's super athletic. I mean, come on. He's I think I'm absolute beast. I think, I mean, McCaffrey's receiving stats are pretty good. Um, Incredible. What I, I, yeah, they're really good. I mean, especially for a running back. And then, Obviously, on the ground, he's incredible with his speed, agility, vision. Uh, I kind of want to focus in on these um, receiver rankings. Do you guys agree? Thomas, then um, Hopkins, and then uh, Julio Jones. You guys like that top three for receivers? I think that's pretty good. I think with those three guys, 
Thomas has got to be at the top for now just because of the year he had last year. Absolutely historic. I think he's got to be at the top. Hopkins and Julio, I think there's room for debate because they both bring a lot of different things to the table. And they both had absolutely incredible years. And they both had a variety of QB talent. Well, uh, not, not quite Julio. That, that's a lie. Not quite Julio. But they both, ha- they both have very different QB situations. So those two guys, I think you can go back and forth. For me, I do have to go with Hopkins. I think those top three, I think that's pretty good for the wide receivers. Yeah. Um, and then you have, I think, Tyreek coming in at number four. Yeah. Which I like, absolutely. I think that's fair. Uh, The one thing I will say, it's not like outrageous to put uh, Michael Thomas ahead of C-Mac. There's room for... I'm not not saying it's outrageous, no. I just think, I think you can add, I I think you should put McCaffrey, I think you should put McCaffrey over him, but I don't think there's no room for debate. I think it's very debatable. I just happen to think, ooh, bless you, Ori. I just happen to think that McCaffrey is more valuable to a team than Michael Thomas would be. And uh, let, let's just look uh, later into – let's. Look, Jack is going crazy right now. I'm guessing it's the Yankee game. Aaron Judge, so clutch. Three-run bomb. He is insane. Second homer of the season. Three wow. ribbies, 413 feet, and the Yankees – are probably going to beat the Orioles. I never thought I would get so worked up about this game, but what a freaking moonshot from Aaron Judge. The next captain of the Yankees, hopefully, if he can healthy. Pardon the interruption, folks, but uh, I currently have a Yankee fan and an Oriole fan. I feel like God went out here. here. Uh, I'm trying not to gloat too much because the Yankees should beat the Orioles. So, yeah, let's uh, get back into our NFL Top 100 list. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought real quick on some of our lower-ranking guys. I'll go first and by saying uh, Odell Beckham at 59, way too high. This man, after the year he had last year, I believe he only had two touchdowns. He should not be in the Top 100. As talented as he is, I'm sorry. You have to base a little bit of what he did based on last year. And to be at 59, a little too high for Odell Beckham. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with that. I don't think he should be out of the top 100, but he definitely should be in the bottom 20, like 80 to 100. I think that would be more fair, especially when you have a guy like Allen Robinson at 93, who absolutely balled oh. out this year. Uh, oh, I'm sure yeah. Sammy doesn't like that ring. Oh, man. I um, talked about Allen Robinson quite a lot on this show, and I, I love Allen Robinson. It makes me so sad that they think, they still think, Odell Beckham is better than Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson should honestly, after the year he had, and when he's healthy, the years he's had, because he also had a baller year in Jacksonville when he was healthy the last time he was fully healthy. But he should really be up there with Thomas and Hopkins and Jones and Tyreek. I don't think so. He's that good. I think think he's that good. And I think he's a tier below them for sure. But I think he should not be 90. He should be at least at at the lowest 40. He should be a minimum. Him and Odell could switch spots. 
They could switch spots, and I think I'd be happy with that, to be honest. Who? Him and Odell? If uh, Robinson and Odell switch spots. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I don't think, think it's fair I to put I still think Robinson. I don't think it's fair to put Robinson with Tyreek. I I think Tyreek yeah. is a much better player than I, I, I agree. So. I think you know S- Sammy said it, but I I think that you know those guys are just a tier and a half above Robinson, and you know maybe he'll come into his own um, this season if it happens or next year when hopefully there is a season. Um, you know, maybe he'll come into his own, grow a little bit more, and then become one of those top guys where we do start comparing him to Tyreek and Thomas and Hopkins. Is he that young though? He's not he there. Older? Is he, but, he older? I mean, but he's one of the he's one of those guys that's one of the late bloomers. I mean, he wasn't he, he's really coming to his own last season was definitely one of his it, I'm pretty sure it was his best year uh by a good margin. So I mean, like, you know, he, he might keep on progressing. And speaking and of become... wide receivers, speaking of wide receivers, you know who got, he's on the list, but you know who got absolutely snubbed? He should be way higher on this list. And this is a guy who you can, like Robinson, put up there, maybe a tier below those elite wide receivers. And that's Devontae Adams. What is he doing at 57? What that's is he doing ridiculous. below? Amari Cooper? I mean, I love Amari Cooper, but Devontae Adams is really good. I'm uh, really good. Really good. And I, you know, you know it's facts when it comes from me, a Bears fan, about a Packers player. You know it's facts. Devontae yep. Adams is you know an facts. elite wide receiver. He's got everything. He's and I know I know it firsthand. He destroys the Bears when we play him. And it pains me to see him at 57. I mean, he should be much higher. Sad. I mean, yeah, but it, it's really interesting to think that, you know, like players decided all these guys. It's, it's it really is. cool to see like, what their um, outlook on it. Yeah. Um, Makes me feel a little bad for arguing because it's like. Yeah, what do I we mean, know? Because the players voted on it, like, it makes it feel kind of objective, you know? Doesn't it? But and wouldn't not, you feel bad? But, wouldn't you feel bad if you're like a good player that just gets absolutely snubbed? Yeah, I would feel. I mean, you must be a real jerk if you're if you're Devonte. I mean, Devonte Adams must not be that liked if he if he got if he slipped all the way down that list. But but anyway, I would think that the players made a little bit of a stupid decision there. And you know what I'm doing? I'm already segueing to Jack's dumb Twitter takes. You already know what time it is, and today, dare I say, I mean, we, we put on a great show every time, and, and Jack's dumb Twitter takes is always a fantastic segment. I think we can all agree on that, but this might be, and dare I say it, the best Jack's dumb Twitter takes of all time, and I don't think it's close. Are, are, are you are you hyped, Dory, for this? Do you I put on my seatbelt. I'm ready. Like what you hear? I'm Buckle ready. up your seatbelts, folks. Sammy, put on your kitty's chair. Ori, oh, okay. strap in. Here we go. I don't think you guys are ready for this. This is a quote from this Alex Bregman. Good. This is a quote from Alex Bregman a couple of years ago. Oh, no. Oh, no. The reporter asked him what his favorite unwritten rule was in baseball. And you know what he said? What? And I quote, I kind of like the way that the game has always policed itself. Close quote. 
Boom. Oh. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Strapped a nuke. Oh my god. Wow. I can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, that's so you, ironic. I mean, am I amazing or what? I mean, that I was like, pretty, pretty. Jack incredible. is that Twitter man. That was pretty incredible. But I mean, Ori, what do you have to say? Are you speechless? Are you speechless after I'm, this? I'm seriously speechless. Like everyone knows about the Astros cheating scandal, and then that—that's crazy. Oh. I can't believe you would say that. Would that have been before or after the scandal happened? Oh, before. Way before. This was a couple of years before. Oh, my God. That's just ironic. Wow. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was very ironic. But let's move on now to a more upbeat thing, uh, a more upbeat topic, per se. The return of the NBA. You like that rhyme? But, um, no, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was watching the games today. It's fantastic. The NBA and the NHL definitely have both done the best job as the Yankees game is now over officially, but the, but the NBA and the NHL have definitely done the best job. The, the NBA has had like two times in a row where zero people have gotten COVID and doing it right. It's coming back. I'm excited. Are you guys excited? I'm super excited. I was watching the end of the jazz Pelicans game earlier and it was a thriller. It was 106 to 104. It's basically one of the last 20 seconds of the ball game. Really fun to watch. And I'm looking at the stats from that game, and a weird thing, just kind of a random thing, Donovan Mitchell and Drew Holiday had mirror games, both 20 points, both five rebounds. Mitchell had five assists. Holiday had four assists. They both had three steals, and they both had a block. How crazy is that? that I mean, is that, that is really weird. Oh, and um, speaking of weird things, just a, a little off – Weirdest thing happened in my baseball game today. Somebody, um, so it, someone, somebody walked and the, they threw their bat and the catcher was throwing the ball down to third base um, on, he was trying to like back pick somebody and the, the bat was flying in the air because they threw it because some guy walked. The ball hit the bat. It was, that was kind of crazy. Was yeah. it just a dead ball? Yeah, yeah, it was called a dead ball, but it was, it was like the most random thing. I've never seen anything. Speaking like that of errant before. bats, did you guys see everyone's uh, second favorite umpire? Oh yeah, Randall I saw that guy. Only by Angel Hernandez. Um, <laughs> Joe West got hit in the ear by Bo Bichette. You know, I terrible saw. umpire. Uh, not so good a human being. I've also heard, but you know, yeah. you got got you got to pray for him. You, no one wants to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, I was watching, you know, back to some NBA stuff. I was, I'm, I was watching the Clippers game. They're, they're playing the Lakers right now, actually. And it's really funny. In the stands, they have people on Zoom, uh, which I thought was really, really amusing. Creative. Um, it's actually, I mean, they're putting out great, obviously, it's uh, NBA basketball, which is super exciting. Um, you know, as Sammy said, the first game was definitely a success. Uh, Zion didn't play that much, only 13 minutes, but he played decently well enough. Hopefully, yeah. you know, he can start playing more and more. We haven't, obviously, we haven't heard anyone getting the virus, um, but that, you know, might start. Do you guys think that, you know, the NBA has done a good enough job to prevent that or yeah. you think some cases will occur and they might have to p- cancel some games? I think unless players are stupid and do things like Lou Williams did, 
I really don't think it's going to happen. I think the NBA has done a great job, like the NHL, but I'll focus on the uh, NBA, just containing things in a bubble, giving players all the things they could want and need where they could just stay in the bubble. And I really like the setup of the court with the virtual fans, like real people, unlike for MLB, Fox Sports put in uh, like fake people and looked like video game characters. It was horrible. But the NBA's done a much better job because they have like real people. They take advantage of a different situation and make a cool thing out of it. And that's what people have to start doing with this whole COVID thing. And glad the NBA has done it. The first few games, a huge success, I think. Obviously, the Clippers and uh, Lakers still going on right now, but I'm super excited and for the season to finish up and uh, for the playoffs. It's a great thing for the NBA, and I don't think anyone's going to get COVID. Guys, by the way, um, we are very close to 1,000 followers on Instagram, so just follow us at chatter underscore cheap seeds pod. But now... It is time for everybody's favorite segment of the day, Ori's Amazon product of the day. You already know that Jack's thumb Twitter take was amazing. You already know that Sammy's providing that insane content. And you already know, you best believe that Ori is going to have an absolute banger. Ori, take it away. Sammy providing that content. From Sammy providing the content. I love it, Jack. I love it. What an <laughs> intro. Uh, hopefully this product will do that intro justice, guys. Um, now, this product can be used by everyone. Um, everybody gets hungry, right? Everybody likes morning foods. Uh, Sammy, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for breakfast today? Oh, bag- the greatest bagel. I uh, Neil's Bagels is this place near my house. Oh man, really good bagels. And they also uh, had some fruit. Got to get the fr- I love fruit. It's like mm. got some cantaloupe and Ooh. apple. I I try to keep it breakfast. I try to keep it pretty nutritional, you know. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, here's a good way to get some protein, to get some carbs in you in the morning, and it's a breakfast sandwich. You guys like breakfast sandwiches. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're kind of hard to make. They're kind of a pain in the butt to make by yourself. But this makes it easy. We have the Hamilton Beach Breakfast Sandwich Maker. And the incredible thing about this is it comes in a tiny, tiny compartment. It's incredible. It's quick and easy. This sandwich maker will cook your breakfast, lunch, or dinner if you like that breakfast sandwich at any time of the day. Um, It has different compartments for your egg, um, your bread, your ham, and it's all in this one canister. You turn it on, it's electric, it will cook everything for you at once. And as long as you take off the metal cylinders that separate each ingredient from the other, once you take that off, you have a completed breakfast sandwich um, that you can make right at home. Comes in at 25 bucks. Uh, You actually have a $5. Um, discount for whatever reason. Um, And let me read you one of the reviews here. It has an average of 4.5 out of 5. So, you know, yeah, pretty high. You know, last episode we came in with the 
kind of a risky product at 2.8, but this one I'm going to go on higher class. Um, and I want to read you guys one higher of these class. Yeah, higher, higher class, better no. reviews. Ori, I got to say, I'm all, in yeah. on this. I'm all in on this product. Because if this, this is one of those products, if it had bad reviews, I'm out. Like, I am out. Because I feel like it's one of those things, it's either going to be really good or it's just going to completely mess up the breakfast burrito. So I feel like since it has good reviews, I'm all in on this. And I might have to purchase this because I do yeah, like I mean, breakfast burrito. Uh, breakfast sandwich, but I oh, mean, oh, I'm sorry, mind. breakfast sandwich. So it yeah, doesn't have the capability so. to make a burrito because that would be better. I mean, I guess you're right. I guess it doesn't have the versatility of a burrito maker. So, so I, I mean, like 90% now. I'm, I'm a little bit out, but I'm still pretty much in. Okay, all right. Well, maybe this review will change your mind to make it 100. Uh, this was a five-star review by Linda. Um, and she has some funny spelling that I will tell you guys. So she starts with FAM, F-A-M, all caps. I need you to listen. Listen spelled with L-I and then like 10 S's and then E-N. Uh, so FAM, I need you to wait, listen. Wait, that's not how you spell give listen. Pro- that's not how you spell listen, but that's how she did. Oh, um, okay. Because <laughs> um, we're a word pod and we will call you out on that. I mean, hey, I know how to spell listen, I think, but it's definitely not like that. But I think she really wanted you to listen. So please do. Um, So she says, fam, I need you to listen. I would give this product 87 stars if I could. This thing was delivered to my doorstep in two business days and will provide a lifetime of joy for me. You'd think it would be one of those gimmicky kitchen appliances that barely even works. All caps, except you're wrong. It's amazing. (laughs) It's quick. It's quick. Look. And then she does the listen again with like the 10 S's. Um, <laughs> you put the ingredients in and about two minutes later, your tummy is like, oh, yes, with like seven S's. <laughs> and then she's like, basically, just buy it. Purchase your sandwich maker. You're welcome. Sandwich is in S-A-M-M-I-C-H. <laughs> wow. So, I, lo- I love the review. Very enthusiastic. Very enthusiastic. <laughs> Um, she put in quotation marks, your tummy will go, oh, yes, <laughs> which I thought was quite amusing. Um, if this <laughs> review doesn't make you want to buy it, I don't know what will. Sounds, um, I, I'd i give it a try. Yeah, you'd give it a try. I'm glad. I mean, um, if someone could have that much uh, excitement about a sandwich maker, it's got to be good. It's got to be good, right? That's what I was it's thinking. I saw, the, you know, I saw the review and I it had to be on the show. You know, how do you how do you not like this? I mean... Seriously, we have Ori with the bangers. We have me with the hilarious tweets. We have Sammy with the absolute hard cold facts. I mean, we have everything you could possibly want in a podcast. And, you know, it's just, it, it's very entertaining. We, we love it. We hope you guys love it. Follow us on Instagram at chatter underscore cheap seats pod. Follow us on TikTok at chatter underscore cheap seats pod. Just drill it into your brain. Chatter underscore cheap seats pod. Leave a voicemail. 202-743-1767-202-743-1767-202-743-1767. Sammy, any last words? I I do make great content, as you said earlier. <laughs> and I, I do bring the cold hard facts. And that is why among... Many other reasons. This was another fun episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, Ori, what is that laugh? And Sammy's the guy 
You walk into the business meeting. He's the guy with the crisp suit, the nice sunglasses, giving you that stone cold stare. And you already know it's over. You already know he's about to dominate. You already know. You already already know. know. Ori, any last words? Because that laugh was pretty bad, buddy. Um, Well, it was a genuine laugh. Um, I would rather not be judged on this pod um, because we're not a laugh pod, as you guys know. Um, Are we always bringing the laughs? What are you talking about? We're a laugh. We're we're not. We're a word pod, Jack. We're a comedy pod. We're not a laugh pod, if that makes sense. Yeah, there you go. See, Um, I I would rather not get judged by my laugh. So, you know, I'm kind of salty now. But other than that, it was actually (laughs) Super fun episode, you know, as always, kind of saying what Sammy always says, but um, it was really, really fun this time. I laughed a lot. Um, so Jack, you want to take us away? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, what is there more to say? We're the, we're, we're the number one podcast in Potomac, Maryland. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at chatter underscore cheap seats pod. Leave a voicemail at our voicemail line which is 202-743-1767, 202-743-1767. And yeah, fun episode, as Sammy would say. Oh, yeah. And see you guys next time on Chatter from the Cheap Seat.